Welcome to Divorce Diary Show podcast, and I'm live on my YouTube channel right now recording um, a new episode for the podcast. I am in my morning attire, which is my Divorce Diary Show t-shirt, my coffee, and I'm ready to go. Hopefully you can hear me all right. Um, recently, I think this is better if I do it this way, right? can see me a little bit better. Yeah, that's a little bit better. We're going to turn the light off. So I'm doing it from my room right now, which is my room is in construction zone, such as life, right? We're in construction zone our whole lives. Um, so I recently in the last two weeks had relations with an ex and I, everyone knows I'm live now. Okay, great. This is awesome. And I haven't seen him since, and that's okay. I don't know if that's a good idea if I see him again. I'm nervous because I have two, like multiple shows coming up that we need to plug and sell tickets to. And, you know, it's hard to do all those things and juggle um, a relationship that doesn't really exist, you know. This, uh, this guy was kind of like a, a a blast from the past. And that was a blast. He has definitely a blast from the past. He, oh, no one's coming on. Well, that's a bummer. Uh, we'll see. Um, I had my daughter's birthday party this week. And um, as a single mom, you know, you have to be ready for anything and also have this patience. And I don't, sometimes have patience with things, especially when you're, you're budgeting for every single nook and cranny. So I had her birthday party all paid for. And I get there at 30 minutes before the birthday party. Actually, I got there earlier than that, maybe like 40 minutes before. And nobody is, nothing is set up. And nobody's there. The doors are locked. And I literally lost it on the young kids that work there. Not young kids. I should not call them kids. They were in college. Okay. I was like, excuse me, because this the place is closing. And you know, when a place is closing, I feel like it's like all hell breaks loose. It's like whatever, we're closing anyway. So I lost it. Because you know why? The money that I budgeted for the party, like I paid for the party. So like can you at least and then then they had them sitting in the lobby. Like the lobby was the party room. And I didn't realize that that was my own fault. The moral is like the refund episode on my podcast. I had to remain calm and take a deep breath. I did almost lose a little bit on the the one kid. I was like, yeah, the one kid's like, well, my mom's the owner. I was like, well, your mom needs to call me. They didn't because I ended up just saying right, everything's fine. But the the parent never called me. All right, so I want to text my ex, and I don't know what to say. Uh, not my ex-husband, my ex-boyfriend, um, who never really established, never really established if we were in a relationship. And at the end of the relationship, uh, when he broke up with me, I asked, I said, well, have you ever even considered me your girlfriend this whole time? And he said nothing. Couldn't you have just like given me that? Even though you were breaking up with me, you could have said, yes, I did. But now I don't. Like, couldn't you just have given me that little gift? No. He just needed to, to pretend like I did not exist. 
in his life. Um, and it hurts. That was so long ago though. I literally think I was intimate with him to shake off of the last guy who wasn't even, I didn't even date him, but I was like in friendship with him long distance. And I had this like four day romance and I thought he was the one. I thought my dad sent him such a bunch of crock. Um, if you've seen my show and if you've seen some of my stand-up routine, I say the universe <laughs> throws me signs. They throw me those red flags and I decorate for Christmas. And last night I was talking with a dating coach and he was like, well, did he tell you up front that he just wanted to be friends? And I was like, well, yeah, but I felt like he felt differently. He's like, but he told you up front he wanted to be friends. Yeah, but I felt differently. Just because they say something doesn't mean they're feeling something different. Denial, denial, denial. So with that said, um, I, I slept with an ex and then I proceeded to pretend like I didn't still have feelings for this guy. Well, I don't really, I don't know if I have feelings for him. I don't know if it's just residual from six years ago because I looked up how long it had been. And I, I looked it up and it said 2017 was our last, like, I think I last saw him and then I saw him recently. So that was six years ago. No, no, no. That was five years ago. That was five years. Um, and you know, when you reread some of the things that you write and you're like, oh, I sound like such a fool. Do you guys want me to read some of it? Nobody's here. So why not? Um, well, you're listening at home. So let's see, I'm going to open up. I have uh, my other email and you just, you just realize like, you know what? I'm making a big mistake. Why am I contacting this person? But I honestly still feel like there's an emotional connection there. I think I'm just an idiot. Oh, I wrote, this was December 27th, 2017. Oh God, what is that? I wrote, Merry Christmas. Hope you had a good Christmas. I've texted you over the last week. Haven't heard back. Hope you're okay. Just wanted to catch up. I know we tried to get together. It didn't work but would like to hear back from you or see you had got, had gotten something for you a while back for the Sergeant test wanted to give to you. Let me know. Smiley face. Oh my God. What is wrong with me? He didn't answer that. I mean, we stayed in touch. That was like years ago. I don't know why he didn't answer the email, but I'm looking at other emails. This was back in. Okay. So we first started dating in 2016. Um, and he had forwarded me something. That's when he, okay, but we first started. To, so technically we started, the first night we met was two nights before Christmas Eve, 2015, which was seven years ago. He was the first guy after my divorce I really fell for. Um, and, you know, I don't know why I dipped my toe back in that, but. All right, here we go. So that was, that was in 2016. Okay. Okay. Then 2017 is when we didn't talk. Um, this is when my daughter started kindergarten. Okay. So I had, oh, so a whole thing happened and I had said to him, I have a flag for him. 
I used to give him flags. I'm such an idiot because he served in the army and he's a cop. And I used to give him flags like, uh, and I used to pretend like my uncle would give it to me, but I would just go and buy them for him. How pathetic is that? It's not pathetic. I just really have feelings for the guy, but I'm such a dork. So I wrote, let me know if you want the flag. I can mail it. He wrote, however you'd like to get it to me is fibery. Oh, fine. So of course I drove it to him. Um, uh, you can text me if you want. I can drop it off on Sunday when I pick up my daughter from her dad's or another time. Um, and then what did you write? Oh, I guess I didn't. I see. I emailed him again. I said I just found where I put it. This is this is this is the flag. I'm not sure if you're ready, but I tried. What? I'm not sure if you have already, but I tried texting it to you. Not sure if you've got it. So this is when he was still blocking me because I did a bad thing. Um, and I don't want to talk about it on air, but if you watch the pilot, you'll see. And this brought us together. I think his friends said something to him because I did like, I did a show back in 2017 and my friends came to see it and they were like, I think they said something to him because I said, I felt really bad still. And I wish like we could talk. Um, yeah. Anyway, cut to now. We're still friends, obviously, but why? We just have relations. Um, and I, but again, like if, if he really wanted to spark something up with me, he would be hitting me up. But he's not, but that's okay. Here we have in my hand, episode two for Divorce Diaries. Would you guys like to hear some of it? Now I have a chaos in the form of a woman, which I'm releasing on the podcast as well. Uh, I'm going to try to release one a day. Um, and here is some of the scenes from episode two that I think I'm going to shift around because I'm rewriting the episode. I don't know if I like the way it's coming out. Um, okay. So Michelle interior, Michelle's school morning, Michelle and students with disabilities have, I think really should be putting differently abled students have their back to the camera. They're standing in one line. Michelle's in front of them. Five, six, seven, and then this is what I was going to play. But see, you have to get the rights for it if you're going to be doing this on camera. Okay, hold on. I'm going to go to my sounds on TikTok. Uh... I'm not single. This is the song that would play while the students are dancing with me. Kids are dancing around the small space. They're excited. High pose, low pose, medium pose. Students are loud but engaged. Michelle bumps into a ladder. Ladder falls. But no one gets hurt. Dog turns to Mr. Hannon and Dr. Fitzgerald, who are sitting in the doorway. Dr. Fitzgerald, female in her late 40s, early 50s, well put together, tall and serious, shocked. Who are you? Cut to principal's office moments later. Blinds are halfway down. Doug films from outside. Our school is not a reality show, Miss Trainer. Um, it's Trainer, but it's actually a comedy show. And what's so funny about our students? I didn't mean it like that at all. The goal of filming is meant to help people through going through divorce, through humor. 
and bad classroom management. I was a single mother. I get it. But when I came to work, I left my life circumstances at the door. Hannon, she needs a classroom. And Miss Trainer, a work shirt that doesn't expose your bra. Michelle fixes her shirt. Dr. Fitzgerald's cell phone rings. I have another meeting to get to. Mr. Hannon will make sure there's no further filming. Miss Trains is in good hands. Uh, oh, Mr. Hannon says, Miss Trains is in good hands here. Uh, when will you be joining us again? Dr. Fitzgerald puts her phone to the side. I'll come back to assess how we progress, Mr. Hannon. Dr. Fitzgerald exits. Doug moves behind door. Michelle starts to cry. Mr. Hannon's now. Uh, if you need a few minutes, the bathroom may be a better spot. Mr. Hannon takes out a napkin and places on desk P. So now that's the, that's the for, way I started episode two in my version that I wrote a couple months ago. This is how I'm starting the new version. Hey, STD. I have STD here, guys, on my YouTube live. Square Table Degenerates, what's going on? Gotta love that name. Uh, and gotta hope I don't have one ex STD from, no, I'm just kidding, I don't, but like, you know, I always have paranoia, anxiety about that. Um, all right. So this is the newer, uh, this is this, the C opening of the rewrite of episode two. Let me know what you think. Okay. Hold on. Interior, Michelle's bedroom night. She's sitting on, oh, sorry. Warp speed montage of Michelle rushing with Grace, Doug, and her running with the camera crew, driving, parking, running into her classroom, then the camera goes to regular time. We hear a hip-hop rendition of Baby Shark playing from behind Michelle. TikTok-like montage of close-ups, mid-shots, and wide shots. Everyone's engaged and excited. Even the para-debra is in on the dance. We see Chris walk by, and he stops and smiles. As they keep dancing, one of the students uses the mop and bucket as a microphone. At the same time, Mr. Hannon is walking by with Dr. Uh... Oh, I use Dr. Hernandez. Okay, I use a different name, I guess. Mr. Hannon, we're dedicated to ensuring all of our students are safe. We're dedicated to ensuring all of our students' safety. Cut to a shot of one of the students bumping into a nearby ladder. Michelle catches it, but her cart gets tipped over. Chaos ensues. We see a close-up of Dr. Hernandez's face. She's not happy. Cut to the end. So you guys heard the office the office scene with, I guess I, I use two different names. I'm not sure which name I'm going to land on. And this is now the interior of Mr. Hannon's office. I show, I'll say Dr. Fitzgerald. So making a TikTok is your idea of a lesson. I wasn't making a TikTok, but if we can do that, that would be great. I'm teaching them about spatial awareness. Why doesn't she have a classroom? Well, uh, she is pushing because of testing. Everyone has a classroom, but me. You're a specials teacher. Most specials teachers are pushing. Push into a classroom, not a hallway. And no more filming. But this is part of my job. Are you a comedian or a teacher? Both. What do you make an income from? Well, this is a school. And if I like, if you like to keep teaching here, please leave your drama at the door. Okay, so that's the other scene. I don't know. I, th I feel like this one's a little bit stronger than the other one that I wrote. Sorry, I missed. Okay. So uh, thank you. You like that, right? Okay. So I'm going to go back to finish writing it. Thanks for tuning in today. Um, do you guys think I should text him? I feel like I should text him. 
I don't think I should text him at all. He does not deserve it. What if I text him able to get any sleep? Have you been able to get any sleep? I'm going to text him and see what he says. That's so stupid. I shouldn't do that. Because I need some loving. No, I'm kidding. Oh, that's so stupid. I shouldn't do that. All right. Hey. <laughs> text you. Thank you for... T- so... I'm going to see what the, I haven't been, I haven't done a live on my YouTube channel in a long time and I wanted to do it while I was also recording the podcast. Um, I am also going to be recording more episodes of the podcast, um, today that will be released daily. Damn it. I thought that was him texting back. He did not text back. He, this was Ed Milet. Ed Milet wrote, we flipped the script this week. I've asked one of my dearest friends, Jamie Kern Lerma. Okay. So I got to go listen to Ed Milet's podcast. Um, I have the power of one more. I definitely need to get that. Well, we'll see what my stupidity of texting him says. And um, I don't know. You know when you close a door and it should remain closed? Well, I tend to pry it open with a freaking... Um, what is one of... I don't even know what I pry it open with. I pry it open with my bare hands and my teeth. And if I, if I have nothing else to... If I didn't have teeth or hands to pry it open with, I would use my toes and my hair. That's not a good idea. I shouldn't do that. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see if he says anything. I I know it's just me reaching out to be like, I need physical touch. But I need physical touch from somebody that, like, I care about enough to touch me. And it's not that I don't care about certain people, but not everybody wants them to, you know, you guys get it, right? Like you can't have just anyone touch you. And I don't feel like meeting somebody right now. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm going to go back to writing episode two. So I guess uh, there's only one person listening, but if you liked the second one, I think I'm going to continue writing with that second one and go from there. Stay tuned for more Divorce Diaries show. Thank you for listening to the podcast it's on my YouTube channel. And if this goes well, maybe we'll do this every Tuesday. I will record live on my YouTube channel and start to have guests on the YouTube channel because I think that would be great. Okay. Have a great day, guys. Oh, June 4th, comedy. Sorry, June 4th, Divorce Diaries is at the Dojo Comedy East in New Jersey. And then June 17th and 18th at Funny Stop Comedy Club in Ohio. I'm coming for you, Ohio. Cuyahoga Falls, Akron, Cleveland area. I'll be on New Day Cleveland as well. It's that Friday morning. I'm excited. Have a great day, guys. Thank you for tuning in.